What's going on and welcome back to another episode of Creative Digest, where we sit down and we talk with other creators and creatives and we talk about their processes and their experiences. Man, this being in season three, I feel like we are so on top of it right now. Yeah, we're in a different studio today. We are at our actual podcast studio. So the new experience for us getting this all set up, but we have a very exciting episode with some pretty cool guests, I'd say. I'm, 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 I'm really starting to l- l- like the mic setups. I don't know how I'm liking these yet, but we have to do a full episode before we can figure it out. So Aiden, who's here today? Well, we got two people that we're very familiar with. Um, they're actually here in Munich with us for the entirety of our stay. They are working also, and then we will be studying with them. I'll let them introduce themselves, but f- straight from UC, we have Luke Stone. And Trey Harris, a.k.a. Trey Trizzle, a.k.a. Lil Trey. Lil Trey, for sure. <laughs> Little Trey. Trey. I'm not as interesting. I just have a tag. It's just, uh, hi, I'm Luke. Can it not be, uh, like, <laughs> well, I mean, can it not be, like, Luke the, the Stone Boulder? Nah, I, I was going to <laughs> give him his, like, position title for Bearcast. After, yeah. after a lifelong, uh, just after a life full of nicknames, I got a four-letter first name. It's hard to it's hard to mess up. We just we just run with that. Lukey Pookie. Lukey Pookie. I knew it. Uh, it's <laughs> almost as if you guys had already heard that speech for a specific reason. Lukey Bear. <laughs> All right. That one's better. That Lukey one I don't Bear. hate. You don't like you. That's, don't that's you. Lukey Pookie Bear. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, you guys already know Ash and I's background pretty extensively. Uh, However, Luke, tell us about what you do. What makes you so special? I, well, wow. Okay. He just said he Hold wasn't. On. Sorry, was just <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry to put you on the spot syndrome. there. <laughs> um, I currently serve as the operations manager for Bearcast Media. I think it would be the easiest thing to mm, explain, supposedly. So for the university, we have, obviously, all of us are media production students, and that is our degree program, but we have a media organization on campus that is open to all majors as well that's sort of housed out of our department and shares some, some spaces, some bandwidth. Um, so I just transitioned from the audio director to the operations manager. So no longer do I just run the audio department. I now oversee all of the individual production department directors and the studio spaces that we have. Awesome. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what else do you like? I feel like you, you do a lot more than just bear cast though, right? Like, like you have a pretty extensive audio background you do audio in your free time. I feel like you live and breathe yeah. audio. <laughs> uh, a little bit. I got my start uh, as a little musical theater kid in sixth grade. Uh, I got my hands on an audio board for the first time in eighth grade. Nerd. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Somebody had to say it. <laughs> Aiden was dying over here. I was gonna, his no, face. well, I was saying because I that's how I started the same way. Yeah. Um, how it got me into film. I started as yeah. a little techie um, yep. working audio yep. for musical theater. Yeah. Wow, that was cringe back in high school. I was on the stage. Well, I was on the stage first. (laughs) I was on the stage. No, I was not on stage. I was never. Did you do? You didn't do musical theater. I didn't do anything like that. I was in band in fifth grade and played piano in sixth grade, and Mm. that was literally it. Well, that's cool. I mean, but go continue looping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As we dog on your past. Yeah, no, no. Trust me, there will be plenty more for you to make fun of. Oh, we're ready. Um, No, so I, I actually I started on stage and then got a little taste of the audio board before I got out of middle school. In high school, I was fortunate enough to go to 
a, a brand new school that was built in San Antonio with a state-of-the-art auditorium theater setup. Uh, they actually had like off-Broadway productions that would come through whenever they toured the city. And, and we got not only the opportunity to do both, but actually get paid a little bit for tech work as well. So that kind of ignited that fire. Um, and I took a break for some time. Um, but recently, yeah, getting into media production and re rediscovering myself in the audio world has been fun. So I'm back in theater as well. I've got a gig running sound for a local school district. Um, I do I'm recording, mixing, mastering for music, for podcasts, for whatever for music, for podcasts, for whatever. Audio needs. needs. Audio yeah, needs. Pretty He's much. the audio guy. I am. I am the, the audio, audio guy. Do you like that title, the, the audio, audio guy? The audio. Technician? I actually really do because I feel like this I, should be in your tender bio. Yeah, Luke Stone, the audio guy. <laughs> the audio guy. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see that on a commercial one day. Luke Stone, audio man. Audio. I like audio. Well, no, I think the audio guy's got a bit more casual ring to it. No, I, I think I like it because oftentimes, in my opinion, audio people, generally speaking, are like that. The audio guy is the one that people don't totally know what they do mm -hmm. or exactly when they're going to be there or where they are or how to get, like they just have this shroud of, of mystery and intent yeah. that other people are like, that guy's got something going on in his head, don't worry about it. So I can I can pop into a room and really I'm just not good at words all the time right. or you know using my brain in a, a functional capacity Same. and I'll say something really dumb <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll walk out of the room the and say, so, yeah, don't worry about it, he's the audio he's guy. He's the audio guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I feel he's like got something going on up there He's probably hearing something that we did. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he's 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 tapped in on a completely different market yeah, right, right, right now. Right, 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 right. So you you're the audio guy, but I feel like you're not the only audio guy. No, not right? at all. You're, I mean, I, we all kind of do audio, right? Yeah. Like that's we're we're media people, mm. and so that's kind of our our thing. Um, we kind of have to do it, but you guys collectively. Feel you guys are the people who say we get to do it, mm -hmm. right? You guys are oh, like yeah. we well, get. Well, I, 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 I think I would say more that we get it more than anybody. Yeah, else. yeah. So yeah, we you get audio. Like, yeah, I've yeah. connected a few mics in my time, but you guys get it. Yeah, it, it just it fuels me to be honest. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that I've I've done a lot of things um, and tasted a lot of different possibilities of what my life could be, and it's just the one place where I walk into rooms that are filled with brand new concepts, people, or equipment that I've never seen before. And after several minutes of hearing people explain or watching people work, I go, oh, there's so many things in my life that have led me here. And I can use little bits and pieces yeah. of all of it. And it just, it like, it, it sets my brain on fire. Right. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally understand it. Like my, my job before coming to UC, like my full-time job was a, um, like I ran an AV department mm. for a production company and so I just, all I did every day was tech and I, I was there and I realized that like what creatively inspired me was like making videos and movies and stuff. But now that I'm like outside of that, whenever I show up to, you know, a roadcaster board, it's like, yeah, it just makes sense. Like the, just the, the tech just makes sense to me and it excites me. And I, you know what excites me even more? And it would surprise some people, but I don't think it's going to surprise any of you is the when something doesn't work, I love it. Love it. I love it. 
As soon as because g- give me five minutes and yep. we're all gonna be like, whoa. <laughs> if somebody, if you were to refer to me as anything else other than the audio guy, it'd be like the dude that troubleshoots. Handy stuff. Manny. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's like <laughs> just oh, you have a problem? Call Luke. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. Usually I think sitting we've in his office done that before. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I, I think, think we've actually. Sure Ashton and I have actually I called have, you for something before. Yeah. I don't know if you were in there, but I definitely remember getting yeah. a Slack message for you. You're like, help. I'm in 2160 and things are wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is just not turning on. Oh, Here right. It was it was the it was the the radio space. Yeah. It was when we were in there, mm-hmm. and no, no audio was coming through to the like the recorder, yeah. like yeah. the the S, the USB oh, recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wasn't it like a single switch on like the mixing board that we just didn't know existed? Yeah, probably. It was yeah. the AB switch. Oh thing. yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Oh, the program one too. Right. Yeah. Took us two weeks for that. Yeah. So hey, lo and behold, I probably didn't know it existed before I had to fix it for you guys. Right. And that's why I like doing it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like. I don't know how this works. I go, we're going to learn together. Right, because then now you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of this audio and a lot of this learning, I feel like we have to set up even more background, right? Like we set up your background. Now I'd like to set up your background, right? Where did you get your audio uh, uh, niche? Was it the producing? Was so, it the beat making? Yeah, it was definitely more of a musical route, less than being super technical. My dad has been a DJ ever since I've been alive, since he was 13, and now he's 50. And so I kind of grew up just being around music the entire time, specifically like old school hip-hop, R&B, like jazz samples and stuff of that nature. Like a couple of artists, for example, EPMD, uh, Method Man, uh, A Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, just to name a few that just, like Mary J. Blige. Who else? Like Erykah Badu, just... All of these old school influences that have that grew up with me, basically, and that's kind of where I got my musical background from. Um, just my dad being a DJ, and him inspiring me, and then one time my cousin said, "Come to live with us, right?" And my cousin, he's an Instagram influencer, but he's also a producer. So when he had come to live with us, he moved in with his uh, like our well, my cousin, my blood cousin was his wife but he just happened to have a computer from 2009 mind you this is 2017 2009 computer with fl studio on it okay and he gives it to me he's just like yeah go ahead check it out and lo and behold i do check it out and i'm literally just sitting there in fl studio just looking at all of these old beats that he done made him and his friend because like they kind of shared that computer um but literally studying what they would do in the beats I made two beats before that computer crashed. Nice. Um, <laughs> so um, I had to find some way to get it on my own, and just slowly but surely I did. And I've been producing music for about six years now, and it's done nothing for me but gone up. Because, wow. of course, that's like not the only thing I do. Being in media production at UC is, of course, a, a blessing, at least for me, because it's exposed me to a whole bunch of people like y'all, for example. And then also, um, this past semester, I mixed my first three short films. And then I also got my first job as a boom operator, first paid job. And what's cool about that is the premiere of that project I worked on will be at the Freedom Center in Cincinnati, which is also the number one rated history museum in the nation, which is kind of wild. Um, But yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. I like music, basically. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I <say>. like sounds. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, 
for both of you guys going through like different types of things. I mean, Luke, how would you say for like music, has that really impacted you for like, you know, starting from musical theater to going to audio or was it always more of a like technical aspect that really like, you know, inspired you to learn more? Um, it's kind of handed off between the two, I think. Um, I actually, so I was in undergrad previously and had taken several years off and came back to school. And when I did, I told myself, I am going to go get my degree in something that will get me in the realm of music. Uh, music was always first. I remember as a kid, we had a, we had one of those, you remember the karaoke machines where you would like plug the song cards into the microphone, like the wireless microphones, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you house the sound cards. Oh my gosh. I only remember the microphones where it'd be like, there's literally, it's the plastic microphone oh with the echo. Oh my gosh. I had like the, like the little box with like the like really crappy wired mic and yeah. like there was like maybe like 12 songs on it. Well, okay. Maybe like 12 people will understand what it is that mm -hmm. I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but those 12 people are real OGs. Right. And the they're OGs. really excited. Yeah. They're, they're like, being validated wow. in this moment. <laughs> but no, we, we, were like, we were the house. In the neighborhood, when we did barbecues or game nights or whatever, it was like cookouts, karaoke, almost right away. And so they put that microphone in my hand when I was four or five years old, and I was in my first talent show like six months later. <laughs> my parents were like, oh, shoot, okay. Um, so I always make the joke, I like I started singing before I could walk. Boy could sing. I love to do it, at least. Oh, um, my God. And so coming back to school, I was like, okay, I have to, if I'm going to do something professionally, if I'm going to invest my time and my money and my energy into going back to school again, it's got to be just in the realm and I'll figure out the rest of it. Right. So I did, um, I did some sports stuff, which is actually where I met Trey for the first time. Yep. Um, I've done, I've done some video work. I'm doing the radio thing now. I've done a lot of the, you know, the production management. I've, I've, I've put my, put my toes into different, different realms. And always thought that like if I'm in the area, I'll figure it out and I'll do music in my free time. And the more that I go further and further into this industry, I do really love the tech stuff. And part of me is really excited about that. But that part is going to be going to be fulfilled doing music as well. And mm -hmm. it's just the more I try to do other stuff, the more that I try to taste some some diverse some diversity within the industry. The more I'm just like I just want to make music. Mm -hmm. I just can we get in the studio for yeah. some music because yeah. th those projects and collaborating with musicians and I mean I like you can go to work from nine to five every day and really really appreciate what you're doing I'm sure I've never done that yeah. the only yeah. time that I've ever gotten lost what is the term that they use um, I don't know like in the about, zone like lost in, the, in your work yeah, yeah yeah but there's a there's a specific like psychological flow flow state, flow state? the yeah. only time I've ever really experienced like true flow state like that was looking up from a piano after going and rearranging a song with a friend and you spending three hours before then listening to reference tracks and going through a building. And I'm like, oh shoot, it's, um, okay, it's 3.34 in the morning, we no, should go. Real. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like has spending the entire day and not having a tangible like thing. Like we're all very work centric and like what's the product? What is the, the culmination of my day? And mm. I've walked out going, I don't, physically we didn't really accomplish much today, but I feel great. Yeah. Yeah, that I that I love. So, well, I think the the flow state is such an interesting conversation, and I'm totally okay with taking a tangent here. Yeah, because which, believe it or not, like I mean, you can find your your flow state really anywhere. For me, it's just being creative, right? Like it's mm -hmm. whether it's editing pictures, taking pictures, writing, directing, whatever. Like I can, I feel like I can just get locked in, and 
but all the time it's always editing specifically mm -hmm. when I'm editing something. I mean, you were with me last night. Yeah. And I just feel like I can get I, like I don't understand how you did that. <laughs> I like I, I like I physically like cannot fathom how you did that. Like I really don't because I was just sitting next to you. Um I send you this beat. Okay, yeah. We used the song in the in the piece that we shot. But I'm sitting there just looking at other music, trying to like see what else would fit. And all of a sudden he just hears, okay, let's watch. I just hear, okay, let's watch it. I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? Let's watch it. You just got the beat like 20 seconds ago. Like, what well, is going on? For some uh, quick context, Ashton and Trey went out and filmed a really short skit and editing. This yeah. is the story that took right. place. Yeah. It was, like a, it was like a 60 second skit because I was like sitting there doing nothing. And I was like, so creatively itching. Like I was like, wound up. I, I was so wound up and I was like, I just have to like release it all. And so I ran over to Trey's house, which is right next door. And I was like, we got to film something. We, we just have to. And he was like, all right, heard. Okay, bet. And then I went and grabbed a mic and we, I went on a walk, came back and I walked into his door while he was dumping out an entire box of pasta. <laughs> 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 I was trying to make leftovers, but I definitely don't have pans big enough. So it, let me say, it was it was just all kinds of shambles, and then he just hears me out. run in and be like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, I got the idea, which we ended up scrapping anyway, but I had the idea. <laughs> but Anyways, we had a lot of fun. It'll go nowhere. But <laughs> we, we, we filmed it, and... I was sitting there and we were just like messing around, messing around. And that's normally how the video editing process goes, or really just the, the creation process as a whole goes, mm -hmm. right? And this this does have a, a landing pad. Um, and I was sitting there and then it clicked. And at the moment that I said, I got it, I know what's gonna happen. That's when the flow state started. That's when I put my head down and I didn't pull my head up until I said, now I've produced the thing that I thought, right? No, he and really didn't. He like after, Basically, after we took the first shot, it did not stop. It did not stop. Every shot was a one take, except for maybe two. Yeah, like it. And that, and, the, and the one was because the camera, the just camera was started bugging. Yeah, yeah the like, camera was like just wasn't recording. <laughs> and I fixed it, and I was like, I set up the shot, told him what I wanted, and obviously you just really grabbed onto it from an acting standpoint, and. We just like, okay, cool. That was the shot. All right, sweet. Next. And like yeah. we, get, we went and did the next one, went to the next one. And uh, yeah, I mean, just the whole creative process was, was the flow state. And I feel like if somebody, whether you're in the arts or not, can get into that flow state, that's when you know you found the thing that you love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen people who just bug out over numbers or just freak out over like science, right? They're like, they're like, oh my gosh. Or like there's there's this, uh, uh, one, of, one of my friends, she is bugs and uh, crazy about plants and like all this kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, uh, I, could, girl, right, huh? I could care less. <laughs> but when she, when she starts talking, about like, oh my gosh, so we went out and we did this research today on this specific kind of tree and we pulled this thing off and, and, and now it does this and this is the thing that's gonna allow us to do later about like, and save this plant this way. And I was just like, wow, I didn't know I could care about plants, yeah, but seriously. your passion yeah. and your excitement about it made me care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Don't know where I was going with that, so I guess I didn't have a landing pad. I mean, I'll jump on a yeah. weird tangent. Go ahead. You're talking yeah, about totally. well, our internship. You guys here uh, with M ninety four five, right? Yep. We're actually uh, out of the, the the university's hospital. LMU Clinicum. Clinicum, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're working for a division that creates educational content about the uh, the first thousand days of the human life mm-hmm. um, from conception to about two years old and like how you should properly. <laughs> I almost thought you were about to say from scratch. Well, and no, to get to the point, the, the boss that I'm, I was, I was going to talk about, she says yeah. that she's like, it's so unique and interesting because you literally create a human from scratch and yeah. they teach yeah. healthcare professionals. And they're like all healthcare, prof- all healthcare professionals should care because in this process you are creating every single like bodily system. So I don't care if you're an ophthalmologist, you should know how this works because mm-hmm. you're literally creating eyes, mm-hmm. right? In the in the form of a of a human person. But you say it, this like I'm baking a cookie. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally that's how they talk about it. And specifically her interest is breast milk. And she gave like one yeah. one of our first our, days there. Our first was it, was it our first day there? She gave this like debrief conference thing specifically on I should apparently you shouldn't say breast milk yeah, human human milk human yeah. milk uh, on human milk from some um, conference that she had gone to in San Francisco mm-hmm. right and it was really funny because exactly what you're talking about of going I didn't know that I could be interested in this she turned to me and she was like so did you learn something did you find any of that interesting and I was like I don't Believe care not. at all about what you just talked about like I started with that I was like I actually like I, I just I've never been a medical person like, right no, mm-hmm. none of exactly. that clicked for me, I was infatuated. I was excited that yeah. you're excited. 100%. Right. Listening to somebody who was so incredibly engrossed in the thing that you're talking about, I was like, you I, you could have been talking about anything. Just your energy, yeah. what you brought to the table, I was sold, man. Yeah. And I learned stuff, and it was interesting. I feel like that's uh, something Ashton and I experience a lot while we're here at M94.5. Yeah. Because we work with so many people, and at the beginning of the day, we talk about things that we want to produce for the evening show. And seeing a lot of the people, like, you know, get bring up topics of things that are important to them in their lives and, you know, produce a whole thing about it. Like, seeing them, like, you know, clearly driven to create content for something that they're passionate about. Like, you said, like, I could not care at all about some of the topics, but, like... But teach me. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. seriously, like, I want to, like, learn about it, but also, like, I want to, like... Just sitting there, like I'll look up from my laptop as we work, and I just see everybody just dialed in. Locked, work. bro. Yeah, completely just focused on what they're doing. You know, they're interviewing p- professionals and just having these super deep conversations. And I'll be like, "Tell me about what you're working on." Like, yeah, yeah. And it's just fascinating. Literally, how it was when we walked in today. I was kind of surprised it wasn't louder. Like, <laughs> yeah, because people yeah. people are just locked in, bro. Like, they don't come here and 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 make excuses uh, or, or or mess around. They just show up, and I, I think it's not only the passion and excitement for something, right, but it's also the ownership. 100%. They, they take a project, and they just say, this is my project. Yeah. So I'm going to make it from scratch and turn mm-hmm. it into something, yeah. and nobody else here is going to do it for them. You have to do yeah. it. And it's like, if you don't want to show up and make a project, don't show up. Don't want. I don't want you here. If you're not going to show up and work, if you're not going to do something, but the, we were sitting there and half the time they talk in German, like half the time they're not speaking English because if it doesn't pertain us, they're talking in German. Right. And the, one of the girls yesterday, and I, I hate that I'm blanking on her name, but she was talking about something in politics. Remember, she was like something about the last generation. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I need to switch to German. I'm too passionate about this. She switched to German wow. for probably 25 minutes. She just That's spilled. Wild. 
And just on her cadence, just on her tone of voice, just on how she was moving her hands, it was just like, you care. And now Mm -hmm. I care. The entire time, like, we'll get on our phone. You know, when yeah. they're talking in German, yeah. we'll be like, okay, right? <laughs> only only okay. so much we can. Yeah. Okay. So if long. only the podcast could capture this facial expression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, I was like, okay. And, but she started talking, and I, I literally set my phone down, and I was just like locked in. And I, like, I could not take my focus off mm. of what was happening, even though. Didn't understand a lick of it. Yeah. No idea what she was talking about. I mean, obviously, afterwards, she was like, okay, here's what I said. Mm-hmm. But before, I was like, I got it, though. You care about a thing. And so I think that goes back to what we've said on this podcast a million times mm-hmm. is that it just doesn't matter what it is. Passion's contagious. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. doesn't matter. Like, does And now we've learned it doesn't matter what language you're speaking. I can feel the passion. Because mm-hmm. yeah. now... I think this confirms, do not say anything about that, passion, (laughs) I just know what you're about to say. We're in Germany, so you audience listeners can fill in the rest. So, the... The if anybody's passion. still confused, right there with you. Yeah. Hey. I'm sitting at the table. Sorry, go ahead. Assis versus Assis. Every once in a while, Ash and I look at each other, and we can like read each other's thoughts. Okay. That just yeah, happened. Yeah. The <laughs> one more throwaway comment, he might lose his train of thought. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I literally thought you were about to say something. No, passion is not an expression. It's an emotion. And I think we've learned that more and more and more and more and more. Because if, if it was just an expression, I could I could ignore it. If it's emotion, you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to. And I think that goes with your art. If you put your emotion into your art, I can't ignore it. I have to feel it, right? Christopher Nolan said something, and absolutely incredible, and I'm a Christopher Nolan stan, so if you guys come at me for that, I will personally fight you. <laughs> he said something in an interview, it was about Oppenheimer, but he somebody was like, yeah, is this going to be another... Christopher Nolan movie that's a lot like my life something that I get to the end of and I don't understand and he looked right at the camera did not even think twice about this answer he looks right at the camera and he's like life is a lot like my movies I didn't make it for you to understand I made it for you to feel and I was like and let me tell you we definitely felt that yeah Yeah, definitely did we could sit here for the next three Yeah, hours. this could be an Oppenheimer oh, yeah. podcast. Oh my yeah. Oppenheimer oh my review? Goodness. It could. Hey, yo, that movie? 11 out of 10. Not oh, yeah. oh without a doubt. Phenomenal. Not even gonna Don't without a doubt. I saw you. You gave it four and a half stars. I want to know where the other half star went. <laughs> oh, I will saw that. You. I will tell you. I will tell you. So, a little review. You, so, you show me that half star. I, I gave it four and a half stars. And are you ready for this? The only reason I took half a star away, and I wish I could only take like 0.1% of a star away, <laughs> was because star. the performance, and I cannot even remember his name because he had such an inconsequential impression on me, was, do you remember the scientist, and this is Slight spoilers if anybody's listening. Definitely so spoilers. Definitely. He walks he walks in <laughs> to his teaching job. Yeah. Right? And he remember he was like day one and he was like, Oh, who do you have in your class? And he was like, Oh, he's like, How many people do you have in your class? And he's like, Well, one person. Pupil. Mm, do you remember yeah. the guy he was talking to? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Terrible actor. Really? I just did not I wasn't convinced he was a, the character. I was convinced yeah. he was an actor. Um, and that was why I pulled the one star away. That's it. Hot take. If or I were to star. give you my point zero one star to take away, yeah. it was that uh, Josh Peck Josh was Peck? in the the trailer, 
and Rami Malek was in like the the advertising and everything, and both of them had just like such Maybe a weird throwaway roles yeah. that I was waiting. Like every it's like oh we needed you know we've got um, I forget the who's the lead actor. Oh, Killian Murphy. We've got Killian Murphy, and it's just so it's so pivotal that he plays this role, but he's got to have this awesome ensemble of supporting actors around him. So we Which put together he did. this superstar Amazing. team, and they Amazing. did. But in you know, not all in in one throw, but every now and again, you'd see Josh Peck's name, and then you'd see Remy Malik. Right. It was like, okay, cool, they're going to be in the movie too, right? And then at the end no. of the movie, they go, well, there they are. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I, we do say at the end of the movie, but. Rami Malek's character obviously was that like secretary guy who ended up te- testifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then this is Josh Peck's character was the scientist that he recruited first, but then didn't show back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kind of just like, was there until he until he the, the the the, the moment till yeah, the Trinity test. Well, and I think yeah. he ran a different division of the Trinity or something like that. But still, right? What three words? There were a total of two mm-hmm. lines of dialogue. Yeah. And, and he was and on I think screen a couple times. Word. He was shaking a few, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, now the Oppenheimer spoilers are over. If you skipped through, now is the time you can start listening again and the spoilers are gone. Tis safe. Aiden, you look like you're super invested, man. Yeah, I was trying to find... I was trying <laughs> to... Going through the cast. Yeah, I was trying to find the... Um, because I remember the char- like I remember the character's name, but like I was trying to find the actor and I couldn't. Um, that's what I was trying to do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah. Well, there's uh, there was also the guy who plays... Um, was it is his name Roderick from Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Oh. Yo. He yeah. was also in the movie. The older brother? Yeah. yeah, the older brother was in the movie. He played one of the... Like, he played a scientist. He had like a line of dialogue. Uh, and okay. he was like one of the guys in the room when they were all yeah. arguing at each other. Yeah. Sorry, the spoilers are back. Yeah, we, we, we were in and then we were not. <laughs> There's somebody who started listening and then just said, Ah! <laughs> Why? Dang it, it, man! Go watch Oppenheimer if you haven't. If you if you're listening to this podcast on thir- Thursday the twenty seventh, yes. you're too late. You you started you watching Oppenheimer too, too late. So we've seen the 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 movies, and I guess the Oppenheimer sparks this question. What about the? And I don't want to say Oppenheimer, so do not use this as an example. Right. Use like Interstellar or something. We will come back because I have another thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> what about the? Is there something particular, maybe in the sound design, in the uh, score, or is it in just the crispiness of the dialogue? What about the sound in a movie? Oh, I don't even talk about the soundtrack. Oh my gosh. Is is what impresses you, the most? You know what I'm saying? Well. I feel like in uh, definitely in recent times and just me being in school and actually like learning more and more about film because I was definitely like I like music. I didn't really care that much about film until I started learning about it and being able to like analyze it for everything that it is. Mm-hmm. And so now being here at the point I am, the music is so important and I don't think a lot of people realize that. I don't think a lot of people realize that okay, you can push the visuals to make a certain emotion. You can use the color grading. Oh, it's blue, it's sad, or it's hot, it might be happy, whatever. But still, it's kind of the music, at least for me, is the main thing that makes me feel something. Not going to lie. To to quickly pivot that, or to quickly support that, and then we'll jump. But the soundtrack, uh, let's let's use 
Oppenheimer now as an example. I'm not going to name we're a single get, song. We're not getting away from it. But, yeah, but, 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 but it's been brought up. I was listening so. to the soundtrack earlier it's today. Crazy. It it's crazy. It's crazy. It is insane. Okay, so what I can, it's, can you hear the, can you hear the oh music? Oh, right. my. So, anyway. Got Oppenheimer? Like, this, the last track? Yeah. Right. Crazy. Anyways. So, <laughs> the, you can, I, if I were to look at Oppenheimer, right, and I were to turn off the music, I would say, wow, that's pretty. Yeah. If I were to turn off the video, mm-hmm. I would still feel the emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've put I've put my AirPods in and been on the bus on my way home and just been sucked into this world. Yeah. He also listened to it on the way to work today. Yeah. yeah. No, I was literally telling that to Luke on the way from work coming here. Mm-hmm. I was like I need to listen to the Oppenheimer soundtrack on the way to work. It literally puts your whole world yeah. in a different perspective. I, I just get so creatively locked. Um, it's, it's it's absolutely incredible. Oh so I cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, back to like talking about uh, Trey's point of like not many people fully understand the importance of sound design and like you know musical scoring for um, cinema. It kind of got me thinking of like what Luke was talking about earlier. When people like ask, you know, what do you do as an audio guy? I feel like that's one thing that's just extremely overlooked is the amount of just detail that goes into every mm-hmm. single, mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, part of the movie. Every single sound that you hear. Um, I don't want to bring it back to Oppenheimer, but you can think of certain scenes where you're just rushed with so many just um, audio just around you. Like, you're just surrounded by sounds oh that are happening, goodness. and it makes the scenes just so much more emotional and dramatic. And it's one of those things where it's like people don't really fully understand. Yeah. I mean, people in creative spaces understand, but like yeah. mo- to most like just average, I'm average watcher, watch a movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, doesn't fully understand just the amount of impact that can have yeah. to. A well, and us three watched <laughs> it in probably the worst audio experience possible. I and yeah, we still, and we, yeah, you watched it in Dolby Atmos. So screw you. I hate but you. we, really, yeah, we watched it in probably it the worst, beautiful. worst possible environment that we could. And I still felt like I was sucked into yeah, this world. Yes, yes. But I didn't think. It was I mean, I was gonna say. Speaking of impact, back to um, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer spoilers. Barbenheimer. Yeah, they blew up Barbie. Anyway. Spoilers are back. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. They're not going to go away. Uh, no, we not. have to, the, the narrative of back and forth, it's over. Okay. I mean, it's an Oppenheimer it's podcast not, now. Okay, so, I mean, Oppenheimer, it's about a bomb. Of course they're going to test the bombs. I feel like that's a given. Anyways, so just specifically, that sequence of scenes, they tested like, it, I believe, bigger. three times. Yeah. And each of the bombs getting bigger, each time they get farther and farther away. Dude. That's just one thing about real life that people don't even realize either. Like, you're going to have some time before the sound. Before you act- hear it. Exactly. You're going to see it mm-hmm. before you hear it. And, and it wouldn't have been nearly as impactful if they didn't just blow the socks off of most people, but especially mm-hmm. the exactly. audio people in the audience. when They just went... Silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. and it all hit God. you at once. Beautiful. Dude. And the whole rest of that sequence, it just like it raised the stakes yeah. for everyone. Mm-hmm. I could feel myself tense up and mm-hmm. sit up in my chair because I was like, something's going to go yeah. wrong here. Mm-hmm. Well, oh my goodness. What I, so Ashton and I were talking about it actually before we even saw the movie of you know people who got the early screening Thursday night talking about how it felt like a horror movie, yeah. like you were watching yeah. something that was just. You know, just terrifying. It sucks your yeah. soul like, away. You, like you leave and like you can't we felt say anything. Defeated. Exactly. We watched that movie and we felt defeated. Like you after just we don't know how to it. process exactly. what you just watched. Exactly. And you really don't. Well, especially <laughs> that final line. I'm not gonna say it. Exactly. I'm not gonna say the final don't, line. Yeah. But well, the thing for me, I was the only one that didn't see it with them. I saw in Dolby, and I was with a German friend who doesn't speak English that well. Like they speak English pretty well, but mm-hmm. not perfectly. And they literally were walking, and they're like, "Yeah." That scared the crap out of me. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah, it's universal like between. So yeah. if you can't understand it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because then it's just loud sounds and people screaming. And you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Screaming and or cheering on. Is this what America. But, but, <laughs> yeah. the, but the, the, the cheering was almost even more scary. Yeah. He brought yeah. out by the, you know, the visuals of what he was seeing was around him. Exactly. And we're all thinking we're given the context of what that was because he'd been hearing it throughout the entire movie. Yep. Yeah. Jumping back and forth throughout the timelines. Oh my God. I mean, I you noticed what those feet were. Oh, I was like, oh, I know what room he's walking into. I'm getting chills. Well, you even from the very beginning, like the opening after the text rolls, it just immediately you're just overwhelmed with yep. just visual right. and sound, and it just well, like yeah. it swallows you right from the get go, brings you right in the movie. Well, and I think I think the, the 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 value of what this movie did and what it understood, and obviously it's it's we're looking at the best. We're looking at somebody who had a a, a budget that big, um, and I think something that even goes into speaking, right? Because like I study talking, I study how I talk, I study how other people talk. And it, there's something so valuable in storytelling when I get quiet, mm-hmm. people start to listen. Mm-hmm. It's now more important. And then I can start to tell you something that's valuable. Sometimes the greatest sound is no sound. Ah, it's so good. I, I, I freaking oh love, I love God. sound so much. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm not an audio guy. But I enjoy it so freaking much. And then when people do it well, right? When I look, when I listen to your mixes, when I listen to your beats, I'm just like. What can I give you the answer to kind of uh, hopefully pull us away from Oppenheim Please. a little bit? But also to answer that you said something that I, I really enjoy. When you're like, I don't like what do audio guys do. You know what I mean? Um, there is a definitive answer. We just manipulate people emotionally. Yeah. Right. Yeah, when, when, yeah. And I'm not even specifically a movie guy, so I'll, I'm, I'm speaking more broadly. But right. I know mm-hmm. it, it applies to movies as well. Is that you are constantly taking focus and shifting it unconsciously. And the whole down, point. Yeah. And you guys do that visually as well. We've right. all taken media aesthetics mm-hmm. and understand, you yeah. know, how to manipulate people's right. attention on a visual level. Yeah. But sound is. So nuanced, and I think that's what I love mm-hmm. about it the most is that um, I can't I can't remember the life of me who said it, but they said something about how we everybody watched black and white movies, right. right? You can go into a theater and be really upset when you sit down and it's not streaming in the resolution that you thought you bought a ticket for. You might still sit there and watch it anyways. Right? If the audio is glitching out, it's cutting in and you're out. Get, or you're walking a, out of the theater. You're, you're walking out of the theater, right? right? If it's if it's unintelligible, if I can't hear what's happening or if there's weird frequencies that are going on, it hurts my, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. walk away. Music is a lot of that. Um, I, I learned that actually mixing live sports. Yeah. Because oh, it was yeah. like when, when it comes in and out of commercial or when it's kind of a lull in the show and I'm going to bring up music or sound effects or I'm going to bring up the crowd noise so it makes people cue in mm-hmm. and I'm seeing the camera op switch and they're doing crowd noise and I'm slowly manipulating. So people are thinking that they're having this tr- really authentic experience where yeah. they're like, I'm here, I'm in the thing. But no, you're, you're literally actually, packaging yeah. it and saying. Like, to that point, that's literally the reason of crowd noise being pushed into stadiums. Like, yeah. literally into the stadium, being recorded still, yeah. like, going back into these microphones, not mm-hmm. even, like, going straight into the TV. They amplify themselves so that it feels like you're in a a larger experience than you are. And oftentimes they'll layer in like other artificial crowd noise with it. In Mm -hmm. basketball uh, basketball stadiums now, there's specialized microphones that are set up underneath the actual court that are tuned into the frequencies of the ball bouncing and the sneakers squeaking to get that like real crisp. Yeah. Well, you should look that up. Dude, Dude, I love that so much. That was was somebody got real bored over COVID, loved sound of basketball. And they said, we're going to do some stuff. Hold on. Hear me out, guys. He really he really went to his boss and was like, 
Yeah. Look, <laughs> listen to this. Everybody, Look. let me just play you the squeak sound a couple of times, and then we're going to run with my idea. Well, he, he probably went back and referred to the, and we'll, we'll put in the sound bite, but he probably went back and referred to uh, High School Musical. Oh, no. Get head in the game. No. <laughs> We're totally going to get copyright for that. Uh, Aiden, what time is it? It is time for you to get a watch. I have oh, one. I just took it off. Oh, my God. Um, Sheesh. Luke, Trey, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. It was quite a pleasure. He pulled the oldest joke out the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And his watch is sitting right there in front of him. No, <laughs> yeah, thank you so he's much been, for He's been fidgeting with his watch this whole time. Yeah. But yes, yeah. thank you very much. We that have to do this enjoyable. again. I feel like we've already, like, it's with fun. the fact that we've already, like, reached the time limit of the podcast and me being like, oh, crap, I had, like, eight other things I wanted <laughs> exactly. to bring up. And instead we talked about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Right. But I, still think <laughs> I mean, great conversation. Great movie. Go see it. <laughs> I hope the listeners know how passionate we were about that movie. Yeah. yeah. Like we said, we ran out of time. Only so much. We'll definitely have Luke and Trey back on. I mean, we have many more weeks here in Munich, so season three is going to be going really strong. Ash and I have some really fun plans with some other people that we are so fortunate that we get to work with. Um, we'd like to thank M94.5 for letting us use their spaces. Please let us use it more. It's great. Please. Love you guys. Please. Yeah, but like I said, Luke, Anyways. Trey, thank you so much for being on the show. If you're interested in learning more about the Creative Digest, please check us out on all social media platforms. You can find us at the Creative Digest. All of our socials will be in the show notes below. And you can listen to the rest of our shows anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and then, of course, check out our YouTube page. Thank you so much. Trey, sign us off. And I don't know how to sign us off, but I guess we're going to be like, we're out. We're out. Creative Digest up out of here. Let's go. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you.